unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. And please welcome to the show. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Hello, hello. It's the Raw and Scripted Show once again back here every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I am your host, Christopher Roush, also known as the No Excuses Coach. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Appreciate you guys being here, whether you're live or on the replay, whether you're listening on the audio podcast or you're watching us courtesy of the video podcast. We appreciate you guys being here. And as always, you guys are a part of the conversation, so do not forget that. Um, this is just a conversation between myself and my guest tonight. We're going to impart some information upon on you that we highly encourage you go take action on because when you take action on the information that you receive and you follow up on that action, guess what? You get progress and you get results. It's one thing to get inspired about what it is that you're hearing. Go, oh my God, that conversation was so great. I'm going to do that one day. That one day never comes. That one day becomes a regret and we don't want regrets. That's what we talk about here on the Ron and Scripted Show. No regrets, ladies and gentlemen, because life is short. Life is short, so I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, and just uh, just for just a quick little commercial here for if you guys tuning in, those of you who are ready to do this, um, you guys know I'm on the board of directors for Help Heal Humanity. And right now there is no shortage of help that is needed around the globe, the splitting blue marble in space. So helphealhumanity.org is an incredible organization that I'm proud to be on the board of directors with. And when you get value out of this particular episode, I would appreciate you guys making a $5, $10, $25, whatever it is donation that you can make to help support what it is that we're doing. Because all of the proceeds, all the money that we raise go exactly to the cause that we're fighting for. None of the money goes to anybody's pockets. Nobody's driving a Corvette not that I know of. And it all goes to uh, the end result of what it is that we're trying to do. So help heal humanity is something that we need right now. There's so many people right now with food insecurity, shelter insecurities, and the list goes on that what it is that we can do. So help heal humanity is concentrated efforts in uh, Haiti and Cambodia, uh, all over the world in Canada, here in the United States. And so I know that when you guys get value out of these episodes, I know you guys do this. You guys have sent me the screenshot saying, Hey, Chris, I made a donation. Thank you for that episode. Thank you. We don't do any commercials. I don't do any advertising here. This is the only thing I do because I'm a part of this organization. I believe in it so highly that together, all of us, if we, if we all pitch in 25 bucks, it's pretty incredible what we can do. When we feed the families in Haiti, we send the kids to school and we send the kids to school. But we found out one thing, when they go to school hungry, they don't, they're not able to concentrate very well. So we upped the ante and we started raising even more money to be able to feed the kids. And right now with all the commotion going on in Haiti, you guys have probably seen it on the news. The kids aren't going to school, but guess what we're doing? We're still feeding. We're feeding the families. What we're doing is we're able to have the parents come to the school and we give them rice, beans, and, um, and something else that is evading my mind right now. But we feed the families. And that's the one thing we can all do together. If you have food in your cabinets and you got a plentiful life, please consider doing what you can because together we're all contained under that heading humanity. And if it wasn't you and the person in the situation that you're in and that, that abundance, it might be something that you need help with. So appreciate you guys checking it out. Helphealhumanity.org for you guys listening on the podcast. Thank you for doing that. And here's a little special offer that I do periodically. If you make a $200 donation, I will gift you an hour of my coaching time on the spot. So you get a tax deductible donation. You're helping people feed themselves and, and, and get nourishment. And then you get an hour of my time, which is uh, definitely a discounted rate. So consider doing that. I would appreciate it. There's a few of you who have done that. So thank you guys for doing that once again. And together we can help heal humanity. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm excited tonight for our guest. We have an amazing guest on the show. I met him courtesy 
of the owl app. I believe it was the owl app. I've met so many people in the last six months. It's pretty incredible. I'm so blessed. And uh, it was a, it was a situation where they were saying, Hey, let's get on everybody's shows and, you know, cross pollinate and learn about what, what each other does. And so I was blessed to be on his show. Um, it's, uh, it's called, uh, hacks and hobbies with Janaid. Um, it's a great show. We had an excellent conversation and Janaid is an exceptional human being. Um, and we're going to be digging into all of his expertise that are going to help you get in front of the camera, get out of your own particular way, start taking action in your life so that by the end of the episode, I want you to have three action items written down that, that you're going to follow through on. And if you need an accountability coach, hook me up because I'm here for you guys. So this is all about getting out of our comfort zone. And I see we got Jacqueline in the house. She says, you and Scott, you and Scott inspire me so much. Very grateful for you too. We are grateful for you, Jacqueline Rose. You are an amazing human being. Uh, we got uh, Nellie from Hooked on Humanity. We got Help Heal Humanity. We got Hooked on Humanity. So thank you, uh, Nellie, for being here. She says, howdy, Chris, and everyone. Thank you for being here. And without any further ado, let's please welcome the host of Hacks and Hobbies with Janaid, Mr. Janaid Ahmed. What's up going on, Janaid? Thank you for hey. being here on the Raw Unscripted Show. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited and super honored to be here as well, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love. I just want to start off the bat. My, I get so many compliments on my background with the neon and the guitars and everything and like that. And I noticed you got the neon and the red and the blue. So <laughs> we go together. And not only do we go together in the colors, we go together in the beautiful beards. That we have. That's yeah, right. That's right. See, I like it. we're I two like studly it. gentlemen here with <laughs> with our own shows. We're bringing the good looks and we're bringing the the information for you guys. So um, we encourage you guys to write stuff down. We got Christopher Kaysen in the house. What's up, Christopher? He says, "Hola." Thank you for being here, brother, from Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, appreciate you. So let's just jump right into it. So, Janaid, you are the host of, I want to make sure I get it right, Hacks and Hobbies with Janaid. Talk to us about that show and what got you started in doing that. Man, I love the show. I It all, it all started with <clears throat> my passion for creating content. So I've been creating blogs and, and content since the early 2000s, you know, the millennium and whatnot. And then we heard about the podcast coming out and it was just around 2012 that i started a podcast called um just or still brewing it with my two cousins but did that didn't go too far because there was way too many moving pieces pieces we were talking earlier about how you sometimes get up at 6 a.m or sometimes up at late at 3 a.m because we're connecting with people worldwide and the pandemic has made it so much easier for us to do that now in 2018, I wanted to document my journey on podcasting or podcasting as well as beekeeping. And Gary, my man, Vaynerchuk, told me, Gary V, right? Just Vaynermedia. go and create and document your journey. I was like, what am I going to be documenting? It just so happened that I had finished my beekeeping course and I was starting to set up my beehives. I'm like, oh, this would be a pretty fun thing. So I started the podcast as a solo solo episode talking about beekeeping and you know what it takes to keep a beehive all the different um things that they do and the different species that they they have so that was all first year first season on hacks and hobbies were all was all about beekeeping but then i was like let's let's see who else out there is talking to themselves to, on the podcast let me see if i can start bringing these people in and I was shy at first, so I, I reached out to my close friends, my close family. I'm like, hey, come talk to me on my podcast. 
Come keep this me company, be, damn it. Keep it's me company, dude. Here. Come on, do that. You, so, you were doing audio podcasts. You weren't doing video podcasts, right? Yeah, no video yeah. at all. It was just yeah. audio. And so we had conversations and it was so a lot of fun. I was like, wow, this is pretty exciting. So to date, I've, I've interviewed over 400 people on the, on the podcast. And you've been one of the amazing guests as well. So thank, thank you. you so much. That's what got me started. And that's what keeps me going. Yeah, no, I love that. And when I think about that, I know I know a lot of people who are still to this day. I mean, podcasts have been going for quite some time. I don't even know how many millions of podcasts there are, but still people have had that have that trouble with getting in front of the camera, getting in front of the microphone and actually yeah. saying words. They're afraid of the they're afraid of appearing to be an imposter. How do we get people to what was that journey for you? Imposter syndrome if that even happened. And how do we get people to get out of their own way to be able to not feel like they're an imposter, that they have something to say worthwhile to say and that the world needs to hear it? Man, that's that's an amazing question because when I first started, I was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna document my journey. Um, it's gonna be like a pastime for me." So as I was driving in my car to work and back from work, that's when I was recording these episodes. I didn't have extra time, right? <laughs> like I was gonna, gonna do the it. same thing. How funny! I bought I bought a, I bought one of those mini recorders, the uh, yeah. HN1, H5 mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was gonna do it in my car, but they could hear the traffic noise when I was doing it, so I never yeah. did it. How funny! I use my phone and my iPad and I had like a noise canceling headset that I would put on through and then I would just record. Of course, editing takes some of the noise out. But regardless, the more I talked to myself, the more comfortable I got. So with the pandemic, we got we got the camera opening up and, and you know, you're, you're right. You know, there are about 3 million podcasts where it, there were about 500,000 back when I started in 2015 2017 uh and then so the number has quad i don't even know what the percentage number has <laughs> gone to but it's it's you know exponentially risen and um what's happening is now the more time that we spend in front of the camera and in zoom calls the much easier we are getting to be you know we're, we're getting more comfortable and i think the key for my myself to be to get even more comfortable was I started hanging out with people that were supporting me, that were encouraging me, that were helping me break down like who is Janae, you know, what's mindset, you know, what mindset you are, you know, they're holding a safe space. And, uh, you know, it, it just enabled me to open up even more. And the more I did that, the more confirmation, the more encouragement I got, and the more comfortable I kept going. But it, it's all it's all a matter of just getting started. And I think just going down and having people around us supporting, like Christopher, you are like always pumping me up whenever we're having a chat. You know, people around us like yourself is what we all need. Yeah. No, it's so true. I mean, that's what I think about when I first started mine. I was uh, I did a live radio show for three years called the Kickass Radio Show. I did it through Blog Talk Radio, nice. and for me, it was just it was very awkward sitting here in my studio like talking to myself. Like there was nobody to talk to. Yeah. And so I did that for three years, and I put it on hiatus. And people were saying you need to do a podcast. And I'm like, podcast? I want to do it live. I want to, I want the spontaneity of it. Yeah. And so I was actually a guest on one of my friend's podcasts. He was on the Speaking to the Heart Podcast Network. And I was one of his first guests on the show. He's like, same thing. He's like, dude, I want to do a podcast, but I don't want to do it alone. I can't imagine talking to myself for 45 minutes. Would you be a yeah. guest on the show? Because he knows I could talk a lot. And yeah. I said, sure, no problem. And I think I was his third guest. 
and his producer was in on the the zoom call and so we were doing it on video it wasn't released on video but we were doing it on video mm -hmm. and i was like hooked i'm like okay as long as i could see somebody i can have a great conversation with somebody yeah. and then after the show was over the the podcast producer was like oh my god you have a great voice have you ever thought about doing podcasts i said it's mm -hmm. funny you used to say that i just did a three-year radio show i said i put it on hiatus because there was technical difficulties with the internet and whatnot and i said yeah i've kind of considered it the guy pursued me for a year it took wow. me a year honestly Janaid because I started Googling it and I'm like, you need this microphone, you need these mm -hmm. lights, you need this, you need this, this, this nice camera, you need all these things. And I was like, and then you need to edit and you have to edit out the ahs and the ums and everything. And it just became so overwhelming. Talk to us about that for it. Do you take that? Do you take that many steps in your, in your producing of your podcast and your shows, or do you kind of let it go? That's, that's the whole reason why this is called raw and unscripted, by the way, is I was like, okay, I'm not going to edit. I'm going to go live. I'm going to, if I say ums, if I talk in circles, whatever it might be, my true personality is going to come out in there. I use yeah. a C930 camera. Of course, I've got the the industry standard with the uh, SM7B, which I, I deserve nice. that. But talk Beautiful. to us about what it is that that sometimes holds us back and thinking we have to have everything perfect before we take that first step. You know what? The reason that specific perfection holds us back is that we've been we've been bombarded with that through television, through music videos, through Instagram, through all of those things that we've we've been consuming they're showcasing perfection nobody's showcasing oh it's okay to fail it's okay to do it raw it's okay to do it unscripted nobody's saying that right so the more we accept to be who we are as a person the easier it gets and the only way that happens is that you've got to practice or you've got to have those conversations you've got to have those hard conversations those hard reflection with not only yourself but but your the friends around you mm -hmm. and having that support so if you're struggling with starting a live show or any type of conversation i do a 30-day challenge just record a video on your own phone talk about a specific topic save it on your phone don't have to post it anywhere and every once in a while i'll, I'll say okay we're, we're creating a small group post it in the group because guess what everybody else is doing they're all on the same path. They're all on the same journey. And it, it all comes down to when, growing, when we're going to school together, right? First grade, second grade, everybody in that class is on that same path, on yeah. that same journey. So I think coming around and thinking from that perspective, it, it becomes a lot easier. And if you look at the, the adult school, Right? What is the adult school, the late night school? You know, all the people who want to learn about a specific subject, they're coming in here, they're all on the same path, learning and encouraging each other. So I yeah. think community is so, so important. And, and that's the foundation of being, you know, being a human being. We're, we're social animals. We want immediate feedback from people who we trust and who we uh, admire and who, we, who inspire us. So, having support network like that, I think is super, super important. Yes. No, I love what you're talking about. What you're talking about really reminds me of the fact that when we think about anything we started out doing, like the, I was telling my son about the first time I rode my bicycle without training wheels, mm -hmm. I said, I crashed. I said, I crashed multiple times. I skinned my knee up. I skinned my elbow up. Yeah. I hurt. I didn't want to do it anymore. But those first few pedals of being free of the, of the, of the training wheels were really liberating. And I just didn't yeah. want to give up like anything else we do in life, the first couple of times are going to be wonky and everything else. But I tell people deliberately fail your way to success. Mm. Like you say, I love it. 
the fact that just take out your phone and just record yourself because like anything else, it becomes like second nature. Like I remember when I first started, I would be standing here in front of the camera. And as soon as the thing went live, I'd be like, I, and you can go back all my shows or all my first shows. I, I, there weren't video podcasts to start with. I did them on video and then I would send my producer because I wound up being on that network. I would send my producer the file and he would extrapolate the audio file and then he would make the podcast. And so I put those up on my YouTube channel to show people like, like, oh, you're such a natural in front of the camera. It's not a big deal for you. I'm like, oh, those first times, even though I could talk, I was like, as soon as that thing went live, I was like, um, hi, my name is Christopher Roush. Um, I'm the no excuses coach. And, uh, and I'm like sweating. I'm like, yeah. okay, stomach's gurgling and everything else. But now I can literally like somebody says, hey, I, like I tell all my friends, I think I told you this, like if anybody ever needs a, 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 a spot on the moment guest, you know, somebody mm-hmm. flakes on them. I have no problem walking in here. I literally can tell my, it's not a called Alexa. I could tell Alexa because it's a different name sure. to turn on my studio lights. So my, my overhead lights and my back lights come on. Yeah. I literally pull my, cause my camera sits in front of my monitor so I can mm-hmm. see you. So I'm looking past my camera so I can see your face. Yeah. I swing my, swing my mic over said, let's go. And so I'm That's now right. after right. three years of doing this now it's perfect nature, but every time still, I try to get a little bit better about that. Talk to us about a time in your life where you failed miserably and you learned, what did you learn the most out of that particular situation? It could be related to podcasting or something else in your life, but you failed miserably. And what did you learn from that experience? Well, this, the, the one experience that popped into my head, as soon as you talked about riding your bicycle without, you know, without the training wheels was this is 2016, right? I've been riding my bikes all my life. And I bought a bike which, in which you have to clip your feet in. Oh, right. <laughs> oh I know where this is going. Right. I so, won't do those clips. This is a TT bike. This is a time trial bike. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Because in, uh, in uh, 2016, May, my sister was like, hey, we're going to do a five boroughs New York uh, bike ride. It's going to be like 40 miles. So get ready. So in January of 2016, I bought this bike and I was like, okay, this I'm so excited. I got it for like a sweet deal. It came in. I put everything together. I sat on it. I clipped on my feet and I started riding. And then I hit both brakes. I'm like, perfect. It broke. <laughs> you know, it stopped. And I'm like, oh crap, my feet are stuck. Oh. And I go landing on left side. I'm like, okay, uh, I got to figure out how to get my feet out faster than that. Coming back from where I had gone, I did the same thing again, but this time I fell on my left side, on my right oh my side. God. So now I got my both knees <laughs> scratched and I'm like, okay, got to practice on this first. So even though I've been riding for years and years and years, it's okay to have make mistakes because guess what? You're going to learn. I was uh, watching this video of this gentleman, uh, Nick Nimmons. Uh, he's a huge YouTuber. You've probably heard of him. He's like, I've been recording videos for YouTube for eight years. And at this one point, he had to uh, give a talk to this uh, other network. And he got he went for 24 minutes talking without even hitting the live on the <laughs> YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, whoops, <laughs> like oops. So yes, that was really embarrassing for me to, you know, have known how to ride a bike and then fall over. Like, um, that's pretty, that's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's my story right there and so so what did that teach you about oh, yes. things moving forward what i teach what it teach me is that hey i need to keep moving keep practicing on how to clip out of my pedals faster there was a setting in there and where the torque was too tight you know it was too tight in so i was like i need to just release it so it's a little easier to 
kick out my feet because you don't want it too tight. You don't want it too loose that every time you're pedaling, you, your feet are coming off. So that's where I learned. Figure out what's causing the problem so then you can fix it and then you can continue riding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we're talking about here tonight for you guys listening and, and watching this. We're talking about the fact that, you know, you just got to take that imperfect action and and learn to how to pivot with things. I mean, I've had situations here. We know that the, the Internet can be whatever the Internet is. I've had situations where and it might happen today. It may happen where my Internet goes out. I have yeah. a direct line into my computer. Sometimes it freaks out and I freeze. And so people will be like, well, how do you handle that? I would that would freak me out. I'm like. I've had enough experiences now that I know and I usually tell my guests, Hey, if I freeze, just keep on talking. It's just one yeah. of those glitches. I've had charter out here. I've had everybody out here and their brother. I have the best internet. It is what it is. You just continue yeah. to pivot. And I learned that because when I did my live radio show, I had a soap opera star on my show and she's like, well, how do you do your show? And I said, I do it through blog talk. And she says, Oh, I've had bad experiences with blog talk. You know, they're kind of, and I said, and in my mind, I was like, yeah, that's why I'm thinking about ending this and maybe doing this podcast thing. But I said, no, it'll be great. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous with her and this wasn't on video. So we were just like over the phone and we're microphones and everything. And I lost connection to my production board, if you will, three times during that interview, three times. Wow. And one time I was shitting bricks. I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it disconnected. And I came back on just as she was saying, just as soon as she was like, and that's kind of what happened, Chris. And I was like, oh, thank you, Sandra D. I appreciate that. So much. I'm sweating bullets. I'm shitting myself. I'm like, <laughs> ask her a couple more questions. It happens again. Oh mm -hmm. my God, I get back in there. Sure enough, she's just ending the statement. We get to the end of the show and I always do a post-show, a little chit-chat, which we'll do. And uh, she's like, oh my God, Chris, that was so much fun. And she goes, I thought there was going to be problems. And I said, Sandra D, and I know her. And I said, I have to be honest with you. I said, I lost connection to the board three times during this conversation. <laughs> and she's like, wow, I didn't really know, notice. She goes, well, one time I thought you were going to say something, but you didn't. So I just kept on talking. And I said, perfect. Mm -hmm. But that situation taught me, Janae, is that the fact that things are going to happen and we yes. do the best to recover and we learn from that and we learn that that's life. And I think to my, my big point that I'm saying here is we're all in those situations. You know, you Amen. can't hide it. Just say, that's what it is. Call out the elephant in the room. Say, thank you very much. We're going to get started again. We're going to resume our conversation just like we would do in any other part of our life. Talk to us about why people have that. You mentioned perfectionism. Why is perfectionism such a thing? And how can we get people to take a couple of steps to get out of that? Man. That's an amazing question. And I think one of the reasons is we've been watching it so much on, on others. And then there's a lizard brain inside us. We're going to get rejected. We're going to get booed on. We're going to get this wrong. Plus, in, in school, they're teaching children, hey, if you got it wrong, guess what? You don't, you get, you don't get an A. You don't get, a, you know, you don't get a Passover. Or I know it is changing. It is getting better over time now. But that's what we've been taught in school to get to that perfect. You know, you got you got to have the A grade mm -hmm. versus B or C or D grade, um, and it's 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 one of the reasons why there's a lot of the new generation is saying, "Hey, I don't really need to go to college. I can do this on my own, or I don't need to go down this route if I can just do the the." the track that I want to be good at, the, the track that I want to do with my life. I think there's a lot of that happening as well. So it's it's a changing times for sure, man. The, the education system has been around for 150 years. So there's going to be another 150 years to go before this all kind of dilutes and, and dies out where, you know, we are, we are getting good at just trying and making mistakes and, and you know, coming back over it.
Yeah. It's true. I mean, it just put one foot in front of the other, sit there. And, and, and I, and I love what you said because I'm very deep into the whole conditioning process. Like yeah. I was, I've always dug back the onion. I've been in personal development for over 20 years. I've been a coach for over 20 years and it's always been my, my fascination, my curiosity of like, mm -hmm. what screws us up? Where does it happen? Where does it happen? And I never thought in a million years, it was when we were kids. I thought, yeah. oh, it's when we were teenagers. Maybe it's yeah. in our twenties. And I kept going backwards and backwards and backwards. <laughs> and I started studying uh, child psychology and I found out it happens between the ages zero and five that that really that conditioning period that happens that shapes our beliefs and to your point we're in school and i was a, i was a terrible student i didn't know that i needed glasses i didn't know i had a hearing problem and so i got shitty grades and every time i would raise my hand i got the answer wrong so what did i do i stopped raising my hand and i thought okay if i don't open my mouth then i don't have to risk being wrong and that way i could just sit here and go okay now, that person got it wrong, that person got it wrong, but I never took a chance. I never was truly living my true purpose yeah. until I started taking those progressive actions. Did you ever have a situation in your life like that, 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 that kind of stunned you, but you had to get over? A few times for sure. I mean, try to remember. I have a very bad memory, <laughs> in my past. but, but yes, I, I think there were some times where, hmm. See, now you've got me stunned. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you stunned. Well, let me ask a different question while you think about that. Um, so thinking about people are watching this tonight, and I know people that want to start their own shows. What are, so what are, how do you plan your shows out? I mean, for me, Ron and scripted, I do some background investigation. I don't do a whole heck of a lot. Um, I have a couple of ideas in my mind of how I want the conversation to go. Um, I think about it like a central theme. Like I asked you before we went live, I said, what do you want to get across to people tonight? Mm. And then I just trust myself. Whereas yeah. before I was such a planner that it took the enjoyment out of it. Talk to me about how you plan your shows and how, what kind of recommendations we could give to people to not be so scared about planning and doing their shows and also how to kind of go with the flow and trust their instincts. Absolutely. So the, the number one thing that I like to do is practice, 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 just keep practicing. I mean, how do we learn how to walk? We practice. How do we learn how to ride a bicycle or make pancakes or make eggs? Beer bongs. Yeah, exactly. Beer bongs. You just got to do more practice. So just like talking, just like producing a show, it all takes practice. But if you don't do the, that practice, you're not going to get good at it. So start practicing. But where do you start to practice? That's a great question. You have a ton of examples to look at. You've got Chris's show, Ron Unscripted. You got my show, Hacks and Hobbies. There's a ton of shows out there. There's over three million podcasts out there, and you can listen to them. Like, okay, I like their format. I like their format. Write that down and see. Okay, how can you drive your conversation? When I did my episodes for the documenting the beekeeping journey, I was just reading it off of my memory about the stuff that I learned the day before. So it was all off of memory. But now for the Hacks and Hobbies podcast, I've got a little run of the show. I'm like, hey, I'm going to begin with an intro. I'm going to begin with learning about my guest, how they got started, blah, blah, blah. And then go into, you know, ask questions around those experiences on how that affected them, you know, and then go into... So most of the conversation is mostly free flow, but we're talking about something that you've already done. And then the next thing that I do is like, okay, let's take, take a quick break, come back with three hacks. And then you share the three hacks uh, on the podcast. And then these are something actionable, just like you, you mentioned earlier, you know, you want to give, you know, you want to give three 
things for your audience, for people listening to the episode, actionable so they can take action on. Then towards the end of the show, I'll do these fun six questions because I love, you know, it's hats and hobbies, right? Those are great. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. So I I basically came up with these questions over time. and, And initially I had like 15 different questions. I was like, you know, let's bring it down to six questions, which are my favorite questions. And now I've got a kind of like a simple run of the show that even if I don't have my documents, I can run through the show without having to think too much about it. Mm, I love that. I love that. What you're talking about here reminds me of the fact that just putting our best foot forward and and talking about doing our best, you know, I think about my journey and doing podcasting and doing shows and doing things that are uncomfortable. I mean, speaking on stage in front of thousands of people, that's one of the biggest fears in life. But overcoming our fear gives us such a great, greater confidence to go yeah. do more and to be more and to, and to explore ourselves more and to be more open and authentic and vulnerable with people. That's the, that's the creating that connection point. And that's what yes. I love about your show, because there's definitely a connection point and that you as an interviewer um, give a great feeling for that for that um for that environment. I was trying to think of the right word for that environment. And that's, I mean, that's one thing that we can do by just being naturally ourselves and not trying to be somebody that we're not. I remember before I started my podcast, I might've been, I might've been already doing it, but Andy Frisella, I'm not sure if you're familiar, familiar with Andy Frisella. Mm-mm. He used to do, he used to do the MF CEO um, project. It was okay. the motherfucking CEO project. He owns um, um, uh, a nutrition company. It's uh, it's escaping me right now, but he was just being raw and cussing and just being himself. And I was like, Oh my God, that's who I am. That's who I want to be. But I was so scared of doing it. Cause I didn't want to offend people. But, you know, talk to us about the fact that we just need to be who we are at our core. Otherwise, we're, we're not going to solve anything. Man, I love that because in the most recent times, right, personal brands or personal brand has been becoming more and more. Some of the oldest personal brands that you can say, oh, my God, that's a personal brand, right? Michael Jackson, Madonna you know, Michael B, Michael Jordan, these are all personal brands. You can name any actor. They are a personal brand for whatever company they're running with. If you go even further back, do you want to know about a personal brand that made possible all of the people in this world following a certain something? Jesus what? was a oh, personal yeah, yeah. brand, right? So he was being himself. So why are we trying to be somebody else, right? If you're being yourself, guess what's happening? You are inviting people into your life. You're inviting people into who you are. You're not being fake. You're not being somebody else. My kids are running in my shows all the time. And I, 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 I've, I've embraced it because that is who I am. That is who Janae is, right? He, he loves hobbies. He loves uh, his kids. So that is my personal brand. That is who I am. So the more you become yourself, the more you start attracting other people. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a there's a pretty cool saying that says, just be yourself because everybody else is taken. Yes. I love that. I love that. And you brought up kids. I was hoping you're going to bring up kids. Do any of your kids want to follow in your footsteps and have their own podcast? I was shocked. My son's six years old. He's watching YouTube for kids and I'm seeing all these kids and I've heard about it, but I've never really seen it. These kids are on there hosting their own video programs. They're basically showing kids how to play video games and these hacks. And these kids have such great broadcasting skills. Do any of your kids aspire to follow in your footsteps and want to have their own show? They actually, my son, my two sons, uh, they're, they started when they were 10 and 10 and six, 
um, they basically have their own YouTube channel where they were building uh, Lego and they're building transformers and they're talking about these pullback cars made of Lego and they've been creating so initially everybody's shy to show their face so we just see their hands and they got these toys and they're talking about them so those are the videos and then as time progressed they started showing their faces in the videos they're talking to people on the videos and I'm like okay this is what we're gonna do in this one and now they have skits and they have like all these cool things that they're doing in videos all by themselves because I said hey you can go and do this because I want you to have access to all that's possible so you can you know you can be who you are and create that uh, create that following or create that community around you hmm. have you thought about doing any shows with your kids I have not I've actually did one specific show where it was a it was a it was a Zoom call. Uh, we talked about you know starting a YouTube channel for kids and what they should do. So that was a pretty cool one where there was other parents and their kids on and the Zoom call as well, and they asked questions and then my son would answer. So that was that was a pretty fun conversation there. Huh. That's awesome. And the reason why I asked that is I've been trying to get my son. I said, he comes in here and every once in a while, you talked about just being yourself. One of the things people know about me and my show is I have a 110 pound Doberman who likes to bark at everything that moves. So we get a lot of Amazon and whatever. My wife's is a, is a fiend that way. Mm -hmm. And so everyone, I'll just go, there's Ozzy. Cause I'll see my, I have my uh, mixer over here and I'll, I'll just see out of the corner of my eye, my peak meter going, Whoa. Mm. And most people would freak, and I'm like, I used to like, shut up, Ozzy, shut up, oh my god, yeah. you know. And now I'm like, everybody's like, the people will chime in in the comments, like, oh, we hear Ozzy, mm -hmm. I'm like it is what it is. Or sometimes yeah. my son is coming here to say goodnight, like I've been doing a show, and he's gone to bed early, mm -hmm. and he just grabs the microphone. I'm like, hey, come on, buddy, I have him sit in my lap, and like most people, are like, get away, I'm doing a show, I'm being serious. I'm like, here, <laughs> dude, have the, have the microphone. So I'm trying to get, I want to, I want to call it the Jackson and Daddy Show. Nice. And I want to have like, like just like get him comfortable in front of a microphone. He's already comfortable in front of people. He's a lot like yeah. me. It's pretty cool. I, yes. The other day <laughs> he walked by the crossing yard and he goes, he goes, you have a great day, miss. And I was like, I didn't have to prompt him. I was like, tell people have a great day. And I always, I say hi to everybody. I'm always very yeah. cordial. I want to make yeah. the world a better place. And uh, so I've been talking to him about that. What advice would you have for somebody who wants to do uh, a show with a partner? You know, you got to have good chemistry with the partner that you're working with. Yeah. You gotta understand. You, you gotta spend a little more time and at least have an idea of what they like and what they're about. And if you've hung out with somebody for more than twenty-four hours, you probably know a lot about them. Uh, probably more <laughs> than you you mm. would like. Um, like some of the things that some of the reasons I have these questions towards the end of my show is so I can understand. Okay, they like this type of movies. They like this types of shows. They're into this superhero or they're not into superheroes. And then we can like open up the floodgates and talk about, you know, Marvel or DC or Star Wars and Star Trek and you name it. You know, you, you have that cult opening, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and that's where that's where that's what you got to find out about who the co-host is going to be with you. When I started our first show, still brewing it you could still listen to the four episodes that are out there um <laughs> gotta check it out right we we just talked about tech because we love tech but if we had the time we could have taken it longer but again the we only had one one specific uh track mind we we didn't have a lot more 
I don't know. The timing is was the main biggest concern that we couldn't uh, couldn't uh, come together on. I've gone very unscripted on that one. <laughs> that's <laughs> good. That's good. That's why. That's why it's. But that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And and I want to shift gears now because I really want to dig into what you do now with, with your video production. I get, uh, I think, I can't remember if I said it off camera. I think I said it off camera is that I get so many compliments on my background and it mm. still blows my mind thinking about COVID was going on for so long and so many people were doing Zooms. Every once in a while you see people maybe put a plant behind them or something like that. Talk to us about, you know, setting up studio because I know that's one of the services you offer. How important is that? And what are some things that people should consider when they're setting up their environment for a video show? You know, one of the reasons that I set up my studio was to get comfortable and feel confident, right? When when I look good in camera, guess what's happening? I'm like, oh, dude, I look good. I can talk about anything in the world. Yeah. And it's just like when you go to meet people or when you're going out, you're going to a party, what are you going to do? You can dress up nice and clean. You got your sharp jacket on, et cetera, et cetera, just to build your confidence. So that's what that's, that was the reasoning behind why I set up my own studio. Now I set it up for my own, you know, to, to feed my own, uh, what do you call it? There's a, there's a word for that sense of style. Yes. Yeah, sense of style yeah. or, you know, my own brain, like to calm down. Hey, you look good. You can say anything. That's all I wanted. I wanted to create a course. So I wanted to look good. But then people asked, started asking me, how can I do this? What you did? Like, let me walk you through it. Yeah. And then, so it just helps with you to show up on camera even better. Cause now that you got that correct, now you can spend more time on creating the content on getting up the, to speed on the topics that you really passionate about and to talk about. Yeah. I love that because the funny thing is, is I didn't design this with the idea that it was going to be a video backdrop. I yeah. literally, I used to have six guitars hanging behind me and I was like, well, that's too many guitars. And I just started shaping it. The, the sound panel I actually added when I realized I'm like, oh, this is a good shot for me. My mm -hmm. two lamps right there. Yeah. Um, I had regular light bulbs in them and I was like, man, I want to do this neon thing. And I did that like two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, it looks good. And all of a sudden was like, oh, you have such a great backdrop. I'm like, that's just actually, I created it for my own comfort. Yeah. The other thing about it, Janaid was, in my other room, I have these two, cause everybody said you needed maximum lighting. You need a, you need an overhead light. You need two lights here. You know, lighting is so important. And I was like, okay, so I bought these big things off of Amazon, these big yeah. gigantic things in the top one. And yeah. I had them in front of me and I was so blind. I'm light, very light sensitive. Mm -hmm. So I was like, um, so today we're talking about, uh, and I was like, okay, I just want it like groovy. I want it like sitting, we're sitting in a bar or coffee. Cause that's why I tell my, I didn't tell you this, but usually we're just sitting at a bar or coffee shop, having a conversation and all of our guests right here, all of exactly. our people here, they're just sitting here listening like, Oh, Hey man, I want to eavesdrop on that. Mm -hmm. So I just decided I'm like, I'm screw it. I'm going to make it dark and like easy for my eyes and more comfortable for me. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's one of the most important things we got to do. We got to make our environment comfortable for us and what suits our personality 100%. and then go with that. Cause you're right. If I don't have to worry about the lights blinding me, if I don't have to worry about, you know, where my microphone is, I could just move it anywhere I want to. I'm mm -hmm. perfectly set. My camera's right there. All I have to think about is enjoying the conversation with somebody. I'm not even 100%. worried about anything else. I'm not worried about tech. I'm not worried about how many people are following. I'm like in the conversation with Janaid and Absolutely. that's for me a beautiful thing. No, you, you are on the money on that one because it all comes down to the conversation that we have with the person 
on our right or on our left? Am I, am I on your right side? You're on my left side. Um, I, I, yeah. I know this. I know I know to point that way, which is counterintuitive Wait, because way. I have Scott on my Friday night show where I have to go, hey, Scott, go ahead. But I, cause I used to want to do that, but it was like, no. Right, because we, we have the cameras uh, unmirrored. Um, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. So the more comfortable we are the in our environment, the, the more the more you you're going to bring out, you know, your uniqueness into the video as well. So I don't even know what the question was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was no question. You were actually just commenting back on my side. Right. I'm going to take, so I'm going to take, feel free to take a drink of water. I'm just going to capture some of the beautiful people who are here with us tonight. Yeah, so we got, uh, let's see, we got uh, Robert Broker in the house. He says, good evening, Christopher and Janaid. Thank you for being here, Robert. Appreciate you. Jacqueline Rose says you both have so much in common, a beard. Yeah, we got beautiful beards. Um, Nelly says, hey, I used to be a beekeeper. What's funny about this is I've never known a beekeeper in my entire life. Janaid, I don't know if you're familiar. Do you know Tony Rodriguez? I do not know Tony Rodriguez. Okay, so I, 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 if you want, I can make the introduction. He's from New York. He's a Tony Robbins uh, master trainer. Oh, but he's nice. also a beekeeper. So he was do, actually doing daily videos about his bees, and I had him as a guest on my show. We've been dear friends. We spoke uh, in Chicago earlier this year together at one of the same events. And uh, it was just funny. I was like, beekeepers. And I, he, I asked him like a billion questions about it. It's really fascinating. It and is. Making, it's amazing. I love the fact that you're doing it to um, help your son, right? Yes. That's how you got started. So it all, it all got started because <clears throat> it all got started because we took my son in uh, 2012 and there's a lot of things happening in 2012. We took our son in 2012 to my uh, to an allergist because we knew he had allergies. And as he's got his back with pinpricks and whatnot, testing on him on different allergies, he said, hey, you should uh, check out local honey. It's really good for seasonal allergies. Now, we knew he was going to have some seasonal allergies like sneezing uh, from the pollen in the air. And we're like, okay, let's get some local honey. Now, if, if it was anybody normal... <laughs> they'd probably go to the farmer's market and pick up some local honey like hey, hey i need this but no i had to go to the extra step and start a hive in my own backyard love it <laughs> we bring some stingy motherfuckers in my backyard and uh and make my own juice that's right that's right and how has that worked out it works it worked out pretty good great i mean this was 2012 and then uh basically six years later when we moved to virginia and had the back the backyard to support beekeeping i was like okay now is the time to actually you know go into it and i about i spent about six months just watching videos on youtube around beekeeping and this goes to the point about you know people thinking about starting a podcast people thinking about starting a live show people thinking about starting a bike you know bike ride or or cycling or, or working out you can spend six months, you can spend nine months to a year watching videos other people do. Yeah. But then it wasn't until this one gentleman uh, talking in the videos like, hey, if you're really interested in getting, becoming a beekeeper, go find a local beekeeper association. I was like, oh, I didn't even think they of that. They have those. <laughs> right? They have those. So I <laughs> looked up on Google, you know, Virginia go Local Beekeeping uh, uh, Association. Joe and it just happened it just so happened that the same week on like Thursday or something they ha they were having a meetup so I go to the meetup I'm like oh this is so cool and then uh, the lady who was running the show she's like oh you didn't have to come this far there's actually another beekeeper group uh, association close to where you live 
Oh, wow. Like, hallelujah. So next, the week after, I went to the closer one, and they're like, hey, we're starting a beekeeping, uh, you know, teaching class in uh, in January. Would you be interested? I was like, yeah, but this other place I went to, they're doing it they're doing it on the weekend. Like, no, no, you don't want to do it. in Because they were like, come Saturday, Sunday, eight hours every day. We're going to teach you everything you need to know. You need to know. And uh, the president was like, no, 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 you don't want to do that. That's too much information. <laughs> we're doing fire hose. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're going to do it in an eight-week course where every week, you know, we spend two hours together. We teach you. You do some exercises. And it's going to stick in your mind. And that's what basically got me started. I took the action I, of, of finding people, other beekeeper doing this likely things, right? Mm -hmm. And and they encourage you. And then now you've got a community of beekeepers working together. It was so fascinating. I think I I inspired other beekeepers that were in my den because uh, I was I was also uh, leading a a Cub Scouts then and there were some other people there like, hey, you, you guys want to get into beekeeping? Let's join this class next year and get some more people to become beekeepers. Dude, I love it. I love it. I love the central message of the conversation tonight is just talking about guys go out there and take those chances. Go out there and take those risks. Jacqueline says here, Morgan Freeman is a beekeeper. He's been trying to save the bees. He caught, he bought a lot of land to have them. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Um, uh oh hooked on humanity nelly says here jacqueline rose interesting i didn't know that and jacqueline says here i believe it is in north carolina hooked on humanity oh so they're just having a little they have a little chat right here in between yeah. <laughs> uh, great idea see awesome. people helping people helping everybody uh robert says here that is brave of you yes i agree robert i i got bees out my backyard and my near my pool and they always come after me and i tried to actually save the bee the bee fell inside the pool and i like scooped it up and i was like i'm gonna save this bee and i put it on the ground sure enough the thing flew around and came back and stung me so i was like <laughs> i just like, saved I'm your life we got Daniel Hall in the house. He says, hey, hey Daniel. From Maryland, USA, showing up for both my amazing friends, Christopher Roush and Junaid Ahmed. Thank you, Daniel Hall, for being here. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, we got Jacqueline saying, it is, it is what it is every day. You just have to muddle through, take a deep breath and say, I got this. It's called True Grit. Amazing, Amen. amazing. Absolutely. Amen. Daniel says, a great tribe is so vital to help you recover gra gracefully. I don't have my glasses on. Thank you. Thank you. We got Paul Roscoe White in the house. A new connection I just made on LinkedIn today. He says, nice, smooth conversation, man. Love it. Well, thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Paul's a new fan of mine. He likes my straightforward talk. Christopher's in the house. I got to meet Christopher earlier this year. He says, as a mentor of mine that both of you, Chris and I know, said incremental progress over time. Yes. Yes. There's a great yeah. book out there, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't talked about <clears throat> books, but there's a great book out there by Darren Hardy called The Compound Principle. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Every single day, you just do a little bit. You just put that little bit of effort in there and it starts compounding upon itself. You start feeling a little bit better. You start doing a little better. Mm -hmm. Take better care of yourself. All those little things, you walk up and then you're living a kick-ass life. So that, we got Serena Buffalino. Let's talk about Help Heal Humanity at the beginning of the show. And there she is, Serena Buffalino, the CEO and the founder, an amazing individual. So again, go help heal humanity. We talked about that at the beginning of the show, Serena. So I do my little commercial for my, for my beloved organization. Jacqueline says, the problem with me is I open my mouth too much. It tends to get me in trouble. <laughs> it gets us all in trouble. I mean, if we're honest people, of course, it's going to get us in trouble. And if that's yeah. the trouble that we need to be stirring, then so be it. That makes people mm -hmm. think. And that's a good thing. That's what I like to do is make people think. Yeah. Christopher says here, there will always be someone who gets offended because they choose to be offended. Amen. Amen. 
And then Daniel Hall says Andy Frisella. I don't know if he typed that before or after I said I it, think but yeah, it was, it was before. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Frisella. That's uh, I've had some people compare me to him. Um, I can't listen to his new stuff. He gets very political and I'm not political. I don't get into that side yeah. bullshit and finger pointing and everything else. Yeah. Jacqueline says, all I know is to be a hundred percent real. I cannot be fake. Uh, I can only be kind, not hateful. Amen. 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 Uh, Nelly says here, I cuss because it just happens sometimes and I'm okay with that. But mostly I just want to be taken seriously. So I try to use as many real words as I can. <laughs> oh, come on. Shit. Fuck. Crap. Damn is all real. Um, Jacqueline says, may the force be with you, Janaid. I love thank that. You, Are you a Star Wars geek? I am a Star Wars geek. In fact, I've got uh, Darth Vader, his uh, little army back there. And I've got uh, some other characters back here as well. Oh, beautiful. And you're, and you're actually chiming in on the comments as we're talking, you know, I'm like, damn, dude, you're crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That is so great. So when people come to you and want to work with you, what's that process look like? Cause I know you offer the service of being able to, to see their environment, and everything. What's that process when they say, Hey, Janaid, I want to start my show. I want to get my environment set up. I want to get the right equipment. Talk to us about that process that, that you walk them through. Absolutely. So the first thing that I asked him to do, let's look at where you're going to set up your home studio. And, and now the, the, like the analogy that I like to give is home studio should be a space in your home that's dedicated for creating content. Now we're all entrepreneurs. We're all working from home. We're all wanting to go somewhere. So this is our happy place, right? Just like we have a living room, we have a family room, we have our dining room designed for those three purposes you got to have a studio that's designed to for your podcast that's designed for you to create content that's designed for you to focus on your work your you might be writing a book you might be you know doing all sorts of work where you can just focus so that's the first thing that I like to ask hey do you have a dedicated space okay perfect you have a dedicated space let's figure out the measurements and analyze this room to see where are the windows where are the doors where would you you know, where would it get confusing or, you know, distracting? You want to make sure that this place is somewhere that you can set up a studio and not have to worry about. I've, I've got a huge space behind me just because my kids love and come, come in here and they love to play in here, right? I've got a swing hanging from the ceiling here so they can swing as well. Nice. It's it's a it's a party town, right? Every once in a while, I'll I'll put up a hammock because I've got these overhead um, pipes laid out. So analyze our room first. Figure out that room is uh, created. Now I've helped people all over the world, anywhere from uh, Japan to Australia to London, right. all remotely because I used some software that helps me visualize what their room is going to look like. So I take their dimensions, I take their picture. I create that room in my 3D software and I tell them, hey, this is where you should place your camera. This is where you should place your lights. And this is what you should see from the camera when you do it. So lots of handholding, lots of connection and, and feedback on, on how they're going to look. And all, I also then give them a list of equipment based on the measurements that I've taken, based on what they want to show in their, in their, in their uh, studio. So analyze the room, give them a list, they design their studio, and then they're off to the races with setting up the equipment. And then we test everything, make sure all the software is loaded. And they can do all sorts of fun things. And uh, that's uh, that's how I help. 
I said yeah. help help people with with their studios. Dude, that is tremendous. That is tremendous. And when you were talking about that, it made me think about like, I've had people tell me like, because I'm, I'm fortunate enough, I live in a big enough house where I've got my own studio, my own office, my own man cave, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so I'm able to do it. I'm able to, you know, come in here and set up and do this. And I had a buddy of mine, I'm like, uh, that must be nice, Chris. I've got three kids and I don't have any available rooms. And I said, do you have a garage? And he says, yes. And I said, well, what about the garage? He goes, oh, that's, a, that's an opportunity. He goes, and I said, don't you have an RV out front? He goes, yeah. So I sat there and said, is anybody in the RV right now? And he goes, no. And I said, do you have all the creature comforts in the RV? Can you plug the RV in and have a refrigerator? He goes, yeah. And I said, that's your studio. He's like, that's your studio. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, so he does his show live from his RV. You could never tell. He's got the backdrop. He's got a backdrop hanging behind him. Mm -hmm. He's got the perfect set of lights and he's out there and it's quiet. And nobody bugs him because nobody nice. wants to go out in the RV. So it's like, you just got to be creative about your spot and go figure it out. For a long time, I actually did my, my first my first video cast um, from a secret location inside my corporate. When I was in my corporate job, mm -hmm. I had a secret meeting room that I could actually go use. So I used that. So I was like taking advantage of while everybody was at lunch, I used this room and I would do, you know, 20 minute little videos. Nice. And, um, and so you just gotta be creative about what it is that you find in your space. But I love the fact that you give them that 3d picture. And so you're walking them through hand in hand. Talk to us about exactly. the equipment. Talk about, you know, what somebody's getting started. They're on a limited budget. What are some ideas from a sort of for some equipment to get them started? Well, I like to recommend, uh, someone starting with, first of all, start with your lights. And then you can add on other equipment because my studio didn't start out this fancy, right? I didn't have these fun, funny, fun color lights in the in the back before. I didn't have the foam padding. I just had a camera. I just had the lights, and I was good to go. And as you go and as you grow your show and grow your studio, you can add in equipment, uh, you know, one at a time. Um, so the first thing that I did was I was like, okay, let me get this thing set up what now we have the capability where you can actually use i'm, I'm switching cameras right now yeah. so you got you got more toys than i do i can use my phone right as a camera on my studio so Whoa. because this is a this is a high-end camera much more much bigger uh, sensor and lens compared to uh, uh, a webcam so you can start with your smartphone and with the new iOS um, 16 and Mac um, Ventura, it automatically detects, hey, I have the iPhone around. I can use it as a camera. And away you wow. go. So it's really powerful. Uh, light is free. I know we are doing our show at nighttime, so we have like we have to use external lights. But if you use, uh, if you sit in front of a window and just put a white sheet you can automatically get some really good lights through that. So for my equipment, I say start based based on your budget. Start where you are. Use your smartphone, which is sorry, a thousand dollar camera. Yeah. Um, but then if you do want to level up, skip the webcam because they have a. I know you you've been using and rocking the webcam for a while. The reason I like to go with a uh, a a mirrorless camera is because the sensor size in it is what makes this bouquet and this blur like my hand is blurred because i'm out of the focus point i like to start this with this camera my camera is six years old wow right? which means that the physics in these cameras do not change the lens on one of these cameras over here uh, this guy is at least eight years old so physics don't change 
and and this is a, a this is an investment in your studio that's gonna you know give you our return on investment for years to come so i recommend get a mirrorless camera that has at least a crop sensor uh, you can pick it up anywhere from $300 to like $600 and go from there. And just to give you a, just to give you an idea of how big the sensor is compared to uh, a webcam. I'm just trying to look at these things in my, in my studio. So let's say this is the size of a sensor on a webcam. It's, it's a little microphone here. Yeah. This would be the size of a sensor on a full mirrorless camera. Whoa! Right. Yeah, so I definitely need huge. to upgrade. I've I've been it's, I've been sticking with this thing for a long time, but I definitely need to upgrade. I've upgraded everything else, and it's just like, well, the camera works, but I love I love how you have it blurred out a little bit in the back. So I, yeah. I love that look. It, it's yeah. perfect. So that's what I start with, and then of course having, even if though, so you start with lights. You got lights. You got your you got your fun camera. You got your iPhone or, or uh, Android that you can use. I even have a video that teaches you, hey, how can you use a smartphone, uh, be it an Android or a, or, or a iPhone, to work with your PC or Mac. It's very easy. But the most important thing of all is audio. You gotta have really good audio because the smoothness in our voice. <laughs> <laughs> can only be captured by a really good microphone. People might be looking away, but they're still hearing you. That's why we have yeah. two years, two ears, right? To listen to everything that's happening. And that's why podcasts make an, an, an amazing uh, platform to create content because people are consuming this content on the go. They might be on the run. They might be on a bike. They might be working out. They might be at the gym. But they're getting this raw encrypted conversation happening in their ears and motivating them as they're running that running that you know two mile run or or five mile run on the treadmill yeah so, no i love that i love that man and i appreciate that i started off with a sure sm58 microphone it was one of my studio mics that i was mm -hmm. using when i was um when i was doing singing stuff yeah. and i was like i honestly that that's a 99 dollars mic this one was 400 bucks. I had mm -hmm. gift cards and stuff like that. That's what I, I allowed myself to buy it. Yeah. But when I did an audio test, I really could barely tell the difference between the $100 mic and the $400 mic. Yeah. For me, it was just something I just wanted the stature. I wanted, okay, I'm serious about this. I'm going to go to the best possible microphone I could possibly get. But yeah, you just start there and you just start going and you start building it up. And it's it's fun. It becomes an addiction. It's like like next thing I said, like I want to do my my camera. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the other thing a, a an expensive microphone does it gives us the boost that we need. Like, host, I am big shot right here. I've got this nice microphone. I can talk about anything. It's, it's just like the building that confidence, you know. Why do we get these nice suits? It builds a confidence. You spend a pretty money on it, right? It gives you confidence. And it, confidence is all it takes to get to that next level and then to the next level and then to the next level up. Janaid Ahmed, man, this has been an awesome conversation. I know you're beat. Where can people get a hold of you and continue the conversation with you, man? Because this has uh, been a brilliant uh, a show tonight. And I know people have been getting a lot of value out of it. Where can they uh, get a hold of you and continue the conversation with you? Uh, they can reach me uh, on anywhere on on the on the social media platforms at Super Janaid. There we go. SuperJanaid.com is a site where I've got everything, Home Studio Mastery, where they can come and learn all about my home studio consults and, and 
I've got a course. I do some uh, live training as well as uh, group coaching. So I've got all those access. You can come to me. You can uh, find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm all over the place. You uh, are. Just come find me. Thank you. This has been a great conversation, guys. I'm going to place you backstage. Janae, don't go anywhere. I know you want to go to sleep. I'm just going to wrap up the show and I'll be right with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. You got it, brother. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you guys all so much for being here. Um, it's been an incredible conversation. Uh, Daniel Hall says, Janae Ahmed, are you familiar with Laurel Bees? So that's a question you can ask. Uh, you can answer afterwards. Um, Christopher says, what if you live in an apartment with not enough room to have your own dedicated podcast room? Then you can find a, a corner of the room, but this is a perfect opportunity to hit up Janae and ask him and, and he can uh, have that conversation with you. Definitely. Um, Robert, I will get to your comments. You know, I always love your comments. Uh, Nelly says, all of this is so helpful. Absolutely. So Nelly, you can start your hooked on humanity podcast. Um, she says, I need better speakers for my laptop. Just get yourself some in-ears. I got them off of Amazon for like 20 bucks. Plug it into my monitor or plug it into my, um, my mixer. And it's all good to go. Uh, Robert says here, don't mind me. I'm just crazy. We know you, Robert, and we love you and we appreciate it. Um, Nelly says here, I will be following you. Definitely. Most certainly you should be. Thank you guys all for tuning in, whether you're live or on the replay again, connect with Janaid. He's a wealth of information. And in today's world, this is what we're going to. We know we've been doing zooms over the last couple of years with COVID, you know, having your personal brand is something else we talked about in here. Be who you are be who you are. I'm the guy that wears the hat and the bandana because I like the bandana because when I sweat, I don't like to pour sweat all over myself. And I've been known for this and I'm just me. I'm just, Hey, Christopher Roush, Ron Unscripted, or the unfiltered experience. Just be who you are and just show up to the world and say, Hey, this is my unique gift that I can give you. There's 8 billion people on the planet. You may not be the right person for, for many people that you think that you will judge you, but you're going to be right for so many other people because they're going to say, wow, Nelly's out there doing a, a podcast. Chris is out there doing a podcast. Daniel Hall is out there doing a podcast. They're just like me. They just got started and they started taking those progressive steps. That's what you guys can do. That's what I'm here to teach you every single week is when you take that progressive action, that compound interest, that compound principle, hey, I did something that was uncomfortable and I was afraid of. What can I do next? What is something else that's been in my life that I've been avoiding because I'm afraid of fear and rejection or imposter syndrome? We talked about that earlier on in the show. If you joined us late, go back to the beginning of the show because we started things off right away with a couple of bang up questions and, and Janae gave excellent answers. So think about this. You have an opportunity to be a participant in your life. You have an opportunity to share your knowledge and your passions with the world. Back when I was a kid, none of this was possible. When I was a kid, I dreamed of being a DJ. I wanted to be a FM radio DJ. I wanted to spin music and talk about life and, and everything else. And to do that, you had to go to a station. You had to go do all sorts of things. Now we have all the technology right here. We have the answers right in the palm of our hand, literally. You could pick this thing up and you could start typing into YouTube. Janae talked about it. That's how I learned stuff. I have learned so many things from YouTube. It's all right there. Type it in there, learn it, apply it, and continue to grow. You guys can go check out my YouTube uh page, youtube.com forward slash Christopher Roush. You could see in there when I first started my podcast, you could see how my studio was different. I didn't have all this stuff. Progressively, you just take those actions. You just start feeling better and you start getting your groove on. It's like dancing. Like sometimes you get on there and you're like, okay, I want to really cut it up, but I want to really listen to the music, but I'm afraid somebody's going to look at me. Just fire your freak flag. I mean, go for it. Life is to be lived right now, not to be, not to be viewed as a spectator. This is a participant sport. 
I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Again, whether you're live or on the play, replay, again, go to helphealhumanity.org and contribute what you can from this particular episode if you got value out of it, which I know you did. And together we can continue making this world a better place and we can help heal humanity. I'm Christopher Roush. I love you guys. We'll be back here next Tuesday. One of the things you guys have been asking me is like, Chris, tell us who the who the guest is coming up next week. So I have been doing a better job of that. So thank you for asking that. Any suggestions, any comments, anything, any feedback you have for me, please reach out to me. This is, um, this is such a, a blessing for me to be able to do for you and do with you, but I need your input and your feedback as well. What types of guests you want, what types of subjects you want. Do you want it shorter? Do you want it longer? Some people have asked me to go longer form because I try to cut it off at 45 minutes to an hour. Some people have said, Hey, Chris, can you do an, a half an hour? My commute's only a half an hour. I just kind of go with the feel of things, but I try to keep it like that. But let me know what your feedback is so we can make sure that happens for you. And I can, and I can, uh, I can include that. So let's see. Um, next four shows. We got uh, Kendall Myers, Mr. Overcomer. Uh, Kendall Myers is going to be on the show next week. A tremendously inspirational story that you do not want to miss. We all love the inspiration because we're all capable of doing more with our lives. And sometimes we need to see somebody who maybe has, has it worse than us to be inspired by that. So join us next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. As always, go to noexcusescoach.com. You can find all my shows. You can go to the events tab. You can find out when I'm speaking on Clubhouse. You can find out all sorts of things. And uh, I just love and appreciate each and every one of you. Go out there and be brilliant. Go live your life. No regrets. And I'll see you in here next week on The Raw and Scripted Show. I'm Christopher Rausch, and I bid you farewell. <laughs>